valued employee, your effort in the posting lines is appreciated. We have selected your post for our brand's highlight page. As a reward, you will enjoy an extra 12 seconds in the sunlight simulation room. Remember, we are a family here and care about your mental health. Do not throw an attachment to the sunlight simulator or you will be terminated. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the always fun to have on Jay Brandsetter is joining us from. I'm Shoggoth, uh, in case you're the first time listening, which we should, we should probably <laughs> introduce ourselves because any episode could be somebody's first episode. Definitely go right ahead. Fucking. I want, no. I want them to think of me as a mysterious, and then they learn the lore by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> I'm also Ivy. No. <laughs> um. You have a podcast called I'm From the Internet. You've already been on the podcast before in the past for the homies that don't know. But it's one of my favorite internet, like, lore-based podcasts about the Something Awful forms. And I reached out to you a while ago because I wanted to talk about defunct. What I recently found out is defunct, uh, like, internet troll playground, rottenegs.com which you you don't know anything about and it turns out i feel like most people don't and that makes me feel even more schizophrenic than i already normally i could tell you about defunct or troll playground mind if i do a j m i i d a j dot com i don't know if they're still around we had a diplomat pvc the the old chris chan trolling forum had a weirdly diplomatic relationship with them because we shared a custody of a member what, what do you mean shared custody? What is? Oh, that's where George elaborate Sun, a little. They were the other forum oh. that had and had noticed Georgeson. Nobody else had yeah. noticed him. They just kicked him out. But uh, we had taken notice. We noticed that they'd taken notice too, and that we both had, our sp- both our forums had spawned little Georgeson subcultures. So yeah, that was always a. F- that was always a fun little aspect of those communities when it's like, oh man, I don't want this to blow up and have other people learn about it, because then I'm not going to have this cool little thing I have to share with my friends. It's like, oh, now everyone knows about this person. They ruined it. Like, that no, they were I, like, this is just how community has it. Our community was fucking not a good community, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. RottenEggs.com. Okay, not so to be there's... Confusing, before you... Fuckers get on Twitter and be like, do you mean Rotten.com? No, we do know the fucking difference. Come on, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I will say, yeah. when they first did that, I thought it was like an autocorrect thing, like, at first. and then, But that's why I was excited, because, yeah, I always love hearing about people's, yeah, like, uh, internet stomping guns. Like, like I personally wasn't a Rotten.com person, but, like, a Rotten.com. I always like learning about the communities that people, like, posted on. Like, that's actually an idea I've had, like, at some point, maybe a spinoff. I want to call it, like, called We're From the Internet, where the idea would be, like, people would come on and talk about, like, the forums they were on and, like, weird stuff that happened to them. Like the idea of basically like flipping around and being like, okay, tell me your weird internet story. It's like I thought that'd be like a fun. I thing joined. To do. I joined in two thousand seven, um, and so okay. First off, you need to know RottenEggs.com Very has a extremely. Yeah, it has an extremely fucking you. You are aware of their users, but you're not aware of the the like it, their common knowledge to real psychopaths. Um, Jared Lovner or Lo- Logner, the Tucson, the the Tucson shooter, <laughs> he was he's one of them. Um, there's a bunch of school shooters. A guy named like Moto X Racer was like one of the last people to talk to the guy who did the Christchurch shooting in 20. 20- wow. Like there, that's yeah. These this fucking place was a bad place, but it was crazy because it wasn't. 
it wasn't as surface level as like I would say, like any of the the something awful forums, right? Like like Fiad has this like you know reputation of like being a, a a mean place where people are mean to each other and they say mean things to each other. Rodnegs.com. What they're saying, it's probably mean. yeah. Yeah, Rodnegs.com yeah. did not have that. It was all like, hey, these are fun pranks you can play on your friends. But there was like how to build explosives and improvise like trollops for like man traps. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that kind of like. Wait, 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 wait. kind of like cheerful psychopathy. For man traps? What yeah, like the little cow, cow. Sorry, sorry. Cow, cow traps. Cow okay. Cow yeah. traps. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> trollops. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not gonna make that mistake twice. Traps. <laughs> Different like, things. It's like how, to put, how to dress up as like a sexy lady in order to bamboozle people into like, <laughs> so you can stick, they can stick their hand down your fucking tits and put like, a bear trap in there. <laughs> there was also, so that's the other thing too. There wasn't like as much rampant, like there was like the, there wasn't that much racism on the website, which is surprising. That's right. Awesome. Like there was. Yeah, like in like, 2007, right? Like there was very little racism on the on the pot, on the website. There was a lot of pedophilia though. Oh no. Right? Like, that is not was, surprising yeah. at all. No, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Yeah. No racism, but a lot of people talking about like, "Oh, what's your ASL?" And if it was under 17, you got a lot of DMs from people, right? Uh, and like that yeah, was how I the internet yeah. worked back then. Yeah, I, I was going to say I guess consider this, uh, like what was the first time you were online and you like genuinely encountered like pedophilia like that and you realized like oh this is a real thing that happens cuz for me that was like on white Yeah, for me it was on YTMND in 2006 when like all the people were perving on the girl from Lazy Town and that's why I was like oh geez, wow yeah. this is actually like a real thing. This isn't just like a meme. Oh no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a very rude awakening. Being in like being not internet savvy like so what happened I, I explained this before I, I didn't have like a real connection to the internet like I didn't have like a I was on the internet at the library but only at two hours at a time I had a couple prior years to that, 2007 yeah so like from like 2001 to like 2007 I would be on the internet maybe once every other week like for a few hours at a time until late until like I was like 2016 when I was like we're not 2016 2006 sorry 2006 I was on the fucking internet nonstop and that was because I was going to the library every day I like had moved closer to the library so I was just there I was essentially homeless so like I lived at the library so I would just sign up nonstop and I played a lot of anarchy online and every <laughs> well, everything else yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that was the old weird. We we went down the rabbit hole. I'm actually replaying it right now. It's it's not good. It's bad, but I love it. Uh, I, I'm so yeah. addicted. To it. It's it's trash, but it's your trash. Yeah, it's my trash, and it makes I was me feel good. Playing some Persona Three Reload the other night, and I saw a little thing pop, a little Steam thing pop up. Like Mark Rush is playing Anarchy Online. I was like, I wonder if it got out of that mall yet. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I finally did get out of the mall. And now I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I'm tell, killing hobos in a subway. About, did we talk on the show about Anarchy Online yet? Because I did watch we, you play for like an hour and a half the other day, and it was. We did not. We did not talk about. It. We'll get. We'll get to that. We didn't talk about me playing it. We talked about. I'd love to hear about. Internet episode, I guess. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear about that. <laughs> Old MMORPGs are always really fascinating <laughs> to learn about too. So. Yeah. So I played, or so I. That's I did like early on, but then. I got my own computer because what happened was I didn't graduate from high school. I went to De Anza College, which is like this really 
kind of shitty. Well, it's not shitty anymore, but it was shitty when I was going there. It was like a community college, and you could sign up for like a free computer. They would just give you a whole ass PC that was wow. like fucked up and like ten or fifteen years old. So like I got like a, I think I got like a nineteen ninety three, like, just I think it was like a Logitech or something. It was fucking fucked up like, like uh, tower and like I had to source my own monitor. So I went and got like a CRT TV that I plugged in and that's how I did it. It was like a the, like a weird. It was it was like a weird fucked up. I had to plug two separate things into it to use it but that's what that's I, I dedication used. well because i i wanted to be on the internet and i remember like this is how i didn't have like a credit card to pay to get on the internet so what i would do was i would buy those like green dot like vanilla cards those like visa you know what i mean the prepaid ones yeah and i would sign up i signed up for aol and that's how i used it and like 2007 aol is over it's dead 2007 is when I got onto MySpace, which is like also when it was dying, right? That was like the rise of Facebook around that time. Yeah. So like I was Being late very fucking, yeah, I was extremely late. So I had no idea. So I remember f- like my friends telling, because I couldn't go on like Rotten.com or any of the fucked up places that people would cook their brains on the on the internet, like at a library, at a public library, because there was a bunch of like blockers and stuff. Because we, you know, I'm in the Silicon Valley. They actually know how to do that shit out here. I like that right? you know so, that it's blocked. It's not like you weren't like I wouldn't do that because I'm in a library. So we'd say like oh, I went, but no. it was blocked. <laughs> no, it's blocked. I'm just, just, I'm just, I'm just teasing it. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so I was like, oh, I should go and see all this fucking turbo brain killing shit uh, that all my friends have seen, so I can like know what they're talking about. And just by accidentally typing rotten dot com i got rotten eggs it just like auto directed me i wonder right? if and that so was, was intentional like how there used to be like goggle.com for people who misspelled google like whatever their intention like we yeah. know people are looking for rotten we're gonna get like their cast offs this way probably and i so i got there and i started f- from there like i i have such a weird bizarre it, like so rotten eggs.com was where i spent my time like that was the community that i found myself spending time in but from there I spent most of my time on like there was a blog called ectoplasmosis that like eventually turned into a Tumblr that has just now died a very sad death. Ectoplasmosis. Um, ec- I fucking loved ectoplasmosis. I used to have I'm, so much shit saved from them. Like, they, they helped define my aesthetic. Just oh, that makes so, so much. Shogs, it makes so much sense that you were on ectoplasmosis while uh, I, I was on like, ectoplasmosis. I used to tab between like YTMND and fucking ectoplasmosis at this job. <laughs> I got because somehow one of my like third cousin thought because I knew computers I knew how to code and hired me to do like SQL database stuff. And uh, oh, I that's great! Google be at work googling like how what is SQL? And like, I don't know about that. That's boring, man. I'm just gonna watch some more. I'm gonna watch Kevin Spacey yell wrong. <laughs> Doctor Lead is getting laid. His eyes so activated not... a listener. <laughs> Uh, techno. The other one that I watched was, or the other one that I spent time on was Tech uh, Techno Cult, which was like esoteric, like high tech. It was it was essentially I hate to say it, but it was Teapot before Teapot existed, right? It was like uh, okay. very weird. Oh. Yeah, it was it was very weird like place. But also that was heavily. It was funny because like I, I bet they were like super port- into customizing their desktops. They have like a thread where it's like, here's my desktop showing off all like, their no, cool icons and stuff. They were cooler. No, they were cooler back then. They were like showing you how like 
like because Python hadn't been invented yet. It was still something that people were like talking about inventing. And they were talking about how like like Python is is like directly tied to like the Kabbalah and shit. <laughs> like it was that you know it was cool. Oh, hell yeah, it was it's like some pie shit. Back then. I love that. Yeah, they were just doing crazy. They were talking insane shit. But they used to have this thing that that they used to do called ESO temporary autonomous zones that they used to do up in Portland and San Francisco. And I went to the San Francisco one and I get there and I'm like, dude, this place like. I was getting all this like literature, like because it was just tons of free zines. So I was grabbing a ton of the zines, awesome. and then, like over the, I actually had to stop being part of that community because as I was like reading through all of the fucking, I'm reading through the zines. A lot of them are like, hey, here's how you grow vegetables on your own. Here's how you fucking build pipe bombs, and here's the hexagram screws and shit, which is all cool. And then like as well, as I started going towards the end of like my zine collection it was stuff like this is the reason why kids should be allowed to have sex and you're like wait what the <laughs> fuck is going oh, what is God. this and like yeah. we're in an autonomous zone we should be able to do this like that no dude what the fuck is going on so tell like, you about Hakim Bay Hakim Bay is yeah. I, Hakim Bay literally was there in the San Francisco one and like oh, I didn't yeah, know who the fuck he was been. yeah, yeah I didn't... Peter Lamborn Wilson a famous yeah. anarchist philosopher and poetic terrorist and <laughs> pederast now I I didn't yeah, know that's... who he was, but I sat in on a fucking I sat in on a like, what you call it, uh, like a seminar where he was talking, and like he was spitting straight facts about like you know just like this idea of like there should be autonomy zones and there should be like some kind of and then all of a sudden he would just veer off it to be like and kids and we're like oh, I get I gotta get the fuck out of here but I remember like literally leaving I in the middle. Struggle of it. with that because I like that. Taz was an important book to me, and I still really like the idea of temporary autonomous zones. Like, I think that those are great. We should make more of them. But I'm like, then again, what did he want those temporary autonomous zones? Yeah, what? Did, yeah, why did he? Yeah, why did he want them? That's one of the most fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like, fell out of that. Spitting straight fire, and he's like, and then the teenage boys with thin erect cocks, like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> come on, man. Bro. It's like a so, it's like a weird but, version of horseshoe theory where it's sometimes some no matter what side it is someone wants to be like you know the Romans they had a system they made men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really one of the things I hate about getting older is getting like I don't know I guess horseshoe theory might be a thing oh well it's true horseshoe theory is one thousand percent like I I'm literally I'm one hundred percent serious horseshoe theory is real but like the only people who are actually like good and doing the right thing are the people that are off the horseshoe that are in the center of the horseshoe on I the am, opposite end I am do you get what i'm saying like, <laughs> like, I'm, i don't know man am i just turning into a lib because i'm like i don't know about these war atrocities man it's like neither do i and what about the jews right i'm like hang on buddy <laughs> yeah hey, come on man <laughs> but Whoa, um hold the fort so just like getting back into like the that that was kind of like my exposure but rotten eggs was kind of where i hung out the most and it was a very fucking bizarre place because it was like prank the whole thing was built on pranks right like it it there was a lot of like history in there about like literally the merry pranksters and like fucking uh yimby shit and like there was a lot of like history why do they teach- want that big psychedelic bus for? Actually, <laughs> yeah. I don't think well they were hanging out with you know, I'm not gonna talk shit about a certain yeah, bear. You gotta be poet careful. Published by Light <laughs> Books because, goddammit, I just, you know, just like some of this stuff. But so what happened is, like, I spent a lot of time reading all this stuff, and like, especially getting into my, my the two the three things that I got the most into was they had an amateur chemistry 
like they had like am- amateur chemistry uh like just a forum that you could just go in there and they would teach you how to do like chemical like equations i still get the like appeal am- of that especially yeah, like, yeah. Like the household stuff where it's almost like a recipe yeah yeah and a lot of it was like literally most of it was to build explosives but every now and then you would actually get like really fucking useful things like this guy uh he was making these what he called fire pills and they were just pills that like they're like little powder pills with chlorine and some other stuff and you would if you strike it against a rock hard enough it will ignite so it's like a survival thing so if you ever need like if you you're stuck somewhere out and you need fire, oh I thought he was pinch, taking you, them. Like it's like I got no, fire no, 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 that's psychotic. No, no, it was, but it was, it was stuff like that. It was like survivalist stuff, right? And like, it, it's where I got my love for like backpacking and camping was from them. And they used to have backpacking and camping meetups in the Bay Area, and I'd done a couple of them, and like they were very normal guys, but they were also like, they, you know, when I think back about it, they were all like post office guys. They're all guys who worked at the post office. <laughs> like yeah, no, the outdoor like, stuff. That, it sucks how it's like one of those things where it's like so great and so much fun to be there. But people would do it. Are there like the the best people ever? Or it's just like, just don't bring up this one thing around them. Or else yeah, they were yeah. they were nice guys. Like they were very nice. And like I was literally like some seventeen year old kid, like just gonna go meet them. And like I against my better judgment, I was going up there anyways. And they were nothing but nice to me. They were like very they like showed me how to do a bunch of like survivalist stuff i ended up like backpacking with one of them for like almost two weeks and like we did like this whole fucking huge like the santa cruz mountain trail and like Hell yeah. he showed me how to like catch fish and shit and in, in streams and i don't know it was it was very like weirdly wholesome they were really wholesome but then you go back online and you you find their profiles and their profiles are them being like, here's how you build a bomb and like ship it to your local senator, right? Like this is how you, <laughs> this is how you can shoot someone with a potato at the end of it and get away with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was a very fucking dark place, but like yeah. it had a lot of really nice, interesting people. <laughs> that is and, so and interesting. <laughs> yeah, completely fucking. I don't know. There's another side of it too, the where it was kind of like B with no rules. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see that, yeah. Early, yeah, it was like kind of early 4chan B. So there was like very, there was two types of users. There was like young kids like myself, and then there was like old guys who like were old internet and fucking hated every. They're like deeply nihilistic, right? <laughs> and so like there was this weird like middle ground place, and it was just called the Playpen, and it was their forum called Playpen, and it was literally just fucking complete. It was complete anarchy. It was it was B, but like worse somehow. Do you know what I'm saying? Like just, just yeah, some like, of the. I, <laughs> there used to be a guy who who would post links to porn, like like uTorrent, right? Like he would just post links to porn so you can you can download free porn. But in the middle of the like in the random parts of the porn, he would just cut like, like one of those like beheading videos and shit in the you know he and he like wow. took the time to do that himself yeah for you you know this what i'm saying a, like this was a slice of there were a lot of places like honestly this it was a golden age for people who wanted to like <laughs> don't say golden age after of, i say that it was <laughs> a golden shower age <laughs> of, <laughs> of, yeah. of content for look it was an edgier time I feel like surgery had peaked with that video of those Russian teenagers like beating the guy to death with a hammer in the woods. 
Because honestly, I saw that, and anytime I I don't really like the me and my homies beat it with a hammer jokes because it is kind of a little trigger. It's like I've seen what that looks like, man. Yeah, no, I'm very glad that I never saw any like like I'm very lucky. Like as much as like something awful did ruin my life and make me a worse person, it was thankfully just like the misanthropic type, or it's like the it's like the gamer nerd type. It's like they're Mm -hmm. I'm not not, you know not psychos. They're psycho gamers. It's like you know a little a little different, but still sucky. Yeah. Like you know, but then, so this is why I'm always appreciating Lori about this because yeah, I was never like a place where people actually like doing like I was on Portal of Evil where people were like talking about people on people's websites like they were a museum exhibits. So the stuff where it's like yeah, here's how we actually make bombs. Want to meet up in person and practice <laughs> bomb making? That that's like a yeah. whole new thing for me. I met I met one of my good friends. Uh, one of my like I, we don't talk anymore. I think he's. I mean, I guess I I'm a furry. That's kind of like that, except instead of bombs, it's just like you know, fur. Yeah, here's how I build a fursuit. No, uh, a <laughs> yeah. friend of mine taught me how to make uh, what is it? Self igniting Molotov cocktails using chlorine powder and gasoline, and like Good. he was like, show me how to do it so I don't set myself on fire. And like we became best friends after that, right? And like. You know what I'm saying? It's a. It was weird how you meet people like that with the intention of building insane shit, and like, I don't know. The the place itself was just a really, it was a really fucked up place. But also there was definitely, and this is kind of what taught me. It was a good lesson to learn, I think, because I I carry it to this day, that people online aren't the same as they are offline. Oh, that's you know very I'm saying? true. And, yeah. And like seeing, noticing, because I don't think that was something that people. Uh, that people got on like something awful. In fact, I think people were so no, something invested. Something awful in... has always had a lot. Something awful is a kind of a. It's narcissistic culture enforced a certain standard to a degree that was internalized by most of the participants, even the ones who were going against it because they were going against something they had already internalized. Uh, there was a kind of a self policing that that kind of cultural identity instilled in something awful. Plus, everybody has 10 bucks on the line. So uh, Yeah, it was very elitist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. But elitism, look, maybe, I'm just saying, elitism's <laughs> not always such a bad thing. <laughs> I My thought is that it it's a good... I, I feel like with, with something awful, in my experience with the people who were there and then, like, have migrated to other platforms, with the exception of you, I, prefer I the feel like... Infected. <laughs> well, I, I like, like to think a, of it as a diaspora, like the something awful diaspora. There's like a schizophrenia. There's a definite like, and this is me getting a little too deep on the pod, but this is there's a definite like schizophrenizing that happens, right? Where the person that they play online has to become more like the person that they are, and like that's especially true with like low tax, right? Yeah, like, like, have I ever told you the story that his his wife told me about like online low tax and offline low tax? Because that's no, no, but no, yeah. yeah. Well, finish your thing, and I'll tell you because it is a perfect illustration I, of that. I, I'm a, no, I'm assuming that your that's what happened because like. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, and, and 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 so yeah, and like I've talked with her. I, unfortunately, I will preface this. Yeah, his, I've talked to some people from from Rich's life because one of my things I'm working on right now is a big episode about his life story for the show. It's going to be like a multi-parter. We have like a big guest for. It. I'm pretty excited to have on, and like it's. But um, also even before that, just like because of the Twitter account, like she reached out to me and talked about. It. Like that's how I learned I've been pronouncing his last name wrong. It's Kayanka, not Kianka. So so I've. Uh, but, but anyways, one of her things she talked about was like we were talking. 
she said like it used to be that there was like an online rich and an offline rich like that would that like he had like the online he was like all right i'm really yelling oh i'm being all wacky and then he'd be offline then he'd be like a regular person and then like as time went on like the like the barrier between online rich and offline rich be, like became less and less clear until eventually there wasn't one he was just like that all the time and like that is like exactly like you were saying like when they occupy that sort of mindset of like being like simultaneously immersed in the muck and above it all that is like an inherent contradiction like you said and if you don't reckon with that it can kind of like that's why a lot of old something awful people like they try and reckon with what being like well we were bullying people but it's because they weren't being honest about what they were doing or you know it's trying to act like what they were doing was actually actually we we were being righteous bullies we were bullying people for good good reasons and it's like no it's like you gotta come to terms with the fact that you did some bad stuff and like you gotta like just how you think about things like and instead yeah. of doing that it's just like no they deserved it i'm still above them i can figure this out and then it's uh you know what's well, the locale like there's a locale meta on youtube right and like i'm very guilty oh god of yeah it, yeah right? like i don't know like and also, I would say, no judgment for you or your listeners, like, as an internet historian. Like, a lot of times, like, it's very funny when I meet people a lot of times to, like, talk about their favorite, like, meta YouTuber. Be like, are they bad? Is it okay if I watch them? I'm like, it's okay to watch a YouTuber. It's okay to be into, like, I watch trashy stuff, too. Like, it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Like, I watch normie YouTubers as well. So my thing is, like, YouTube is, like, I'm very no judgment about what you watch. Like, my thing is, YouTube as a platform is evil. So, like, if we're watching it, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Just watch what you like, man. Don't feel too bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I I have the I the belief that like there's a uh, I keep Fauch it, clips streaming on one sh- one of my monitors <laughs> and I keep uh, uh, Ben Shapiro clips stream- no uh, Hassan <laughs> um, well I have Hassan in the middle yeah. of them and then yeah. I, okay I, cool I, I don't know who all to name it's, I don't like any of them so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Cause I, I usually have like a vouch. Yeah, I usually have like vouch on one screen and then horse horse genitals on the other. And then one day I look, it's oh, they're both showing the same thing. That's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, that's a reference to him getting busted folder. with his weird porn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that, I as somebody, because I've been, I'm kind of yeah. like, well, what was he looking at? Show me. Everybody's telling me why. Just show me the like. See like a little blurry. I assume that there's enough porn anti-enthusiasts in his community that were able to correctly identify what it was. Yeah, that, that is a part of it for me. Is it is like, I am glad that to, 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 to take him down off, but at the same time it's like everyone criticizing him. It's like you jack off to weird cartoon porn too. It's like you're just yeah, we, objecting to the specific type of it. Like, not you guys specifically, but like the internet in general, well, people I that mean, are super into it. But yeah. I mean, I, think, I, mean, <laughs> I have been wondering lately. It's like, should I make a new Steam account just to play H games or should I play them on me? <laughs> Do I want the Shagas beat off to anime girls i like, think i think steam literally i think steam literally is adding a feature to have problem. like hidden games for this exact reason because they're like <laughs> now that they sell enough porn they're like yeah we know people want to play games with their friends being like oh, homie yeah. i think that if they don't have it they're adding it like i haven't been gaming as much lately just because i've been like my life's been different but yeah i think i saw an announcement about that recently so that, oh, that's speak- Speaking of fursuits earlier, are you like a full regalia furry, or are you just like a, a, a drawings furry? <laughs> yeah, like like I, I don't have a fursuit. I've never fursuited. I don't know. Like my thing is, especially now that I've lost weight, I'm learning. I'm a pretty good physical comedian, and like I have like like I my grandfather was a clown. Like when I say that, it makes it sound like I'm saying that like ethnicity wise, like I'm one eighth clown or something. But like <laughs> no, no, I mean like that was yeah, a hobby. Yeah, yeah, clown blood clown. I'm going so. in tomorrow to the mall because I'm probably gonna be doing the Easter Bunny. 
uh, at the mall for the photos. So I'm like, I need oh hell yeah! I need to get all the tips and tricks about wearing the suit. Oh, that is fun. Um, I do say, like, I do know a little bit about that because very on brand, but my last relationship was someone who worked at Chuck E. Cheese. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> the full That's regalia at Chuck E. Cheese or just the animatronic? Or just like. <laughs> yeah, no, I was dating the yes. robot. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, yeah. I was, I was, I was dating the, the, I was dating Munch, the big purple guy. He was really yeah, cool. The, the animatronic. <laughs> he made me, he made me so much good pizza, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking That's we so might funny. actually be able to get Pascali's ex-wife on the show. Some, like, real fucking tea. Um, we, got, we got Pasquale's all over town. Remember during um, COVID when when Chuck E. Cheese was like selling pizza? Yes. On like as Pasquale's Pascali. It's like that's their pizza mascot. For some reason, I I appreciate the corporate people for being like, yeah, yeah that's that's a deep lore. A deep dive for the real Chuck heads out there. I guess yeah. was, while we're while we're on this, have you ever seen that thing about how they have to destroy the Chuck E. Cheese heads at when like they when they like about how in order like to protect the brand and the manual has these images of like a Chuck E. Cheese head being smashed and he's like, I have to be destroyed to protect the brand integrity. Like, but that reminds that's me. Insane. When Let me see if I can find it. I, me and my me and a friend before the fucking Five Nights at Freddy shit happened. And we kind of abandoned it because of it. We wanted to do yeah. a thing. And I know, here, I, I'm going to drop it in the chat. And I know that this is real because, like, I actually found the full manual this is from in Reddit. So it's fantastic. Ouch! That's smart, but it's but it's very necessary so that I am no longer recognizable as Chuck E. Cheese after de-identification. I may be discarded. Like after de-identification, that is yeah. so dystopian. That's no, that is that is that is a that is that is in line because when they did that transfer from showbiz pizza to Chuck E. Cheese, you know they didn't throw away the old animatronics of like the old Showtime band. There's a great yeah. fucking documentary about this, but if you dig in like the yeah, I love that documentary, online, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Rock of Fire Explosion. Everybody should go watch. Maybe I'll do that for this yeah. this week's uh, move, Friday movie night. I'm down to watch. Hell that. yeah! I think it's all on YouTube too, so it's pretty easy to stream. Oh nice! I got it on my hard drive because I watched it a million times. Because I oh, want to yeah, do yeah. specifically we, for fr Indie Fringe, we want to do a musical. He wanted to do it about the the band itself, but what really interested me was they they kept the animatronic robots and they just took their skin off basically and replaced it with the skin of the the Chuck E. Cheese cast yeah and they made a video about like the whole process it was called a concept what was it, like concept unification or something like that yeah something it's like very this, yeah this mournful synth music playing in the background the entire time and the fact that it's like ripped from a shitty old vhs yes yeah. all the behind the ambience. scene footage in that documentary of like all the animatronics like moving in unison where it's just like the naked skeletons it's like man this is some this is some beautiful nightmare stuff right here i love it yeah, and just like I want to do a musical about these robots, like sitting in a warehouse, one by one, having their skin flayed and having a new identity grafted on them, and their horror as they realize that I'm the last one. I, I, that's the musical I want to write. I don't. Know, I kind of like the opposite yeah. idea, where the where the robots just like I don't care. I'm still the same robot under here. This rules. I still get to play. Like it, the um, I no, I actually had a vague. <laughs> I have a vague, like you knocked loose a vague memory. Was it? It was us. It was, it was, it was either the homie Discord or it was the sub genius Discord. But there was a hot moment when we were obsessed with the Chuck E. Cheese music. We were listening, yeah, and I remember because yeah. it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. I don't think it was the the 
McGruff the crime dog smoking crack and cocaine. Oh my gosh, his, his album, yes. It's it's yeah, so yes. good. Like I love all those those novelty albums and that from the eighties are so good, but the the, the McGruff yeah. one, especially the ones that are ostensibly supposed to be educational, <laughs> makes the fact that they're dog yeah. shit even funnier. <laughs> like, no, has, this was like, good. The it's best, the best un, the best Steely Dan song in the sense that Dare to Be Stupid <laughs> is the best Evo song. Yeah, uh, it's, it's big a... agree on that. Yeah, God, I love Devo, and I and yeah, that's like I dare to be stupid as peak Devo. It's got Devo, a bizarre. It's got a bizarre. Yeah, it's got a bizarre. Like it's the problem that it is is that it's made to be dog shit, and it's really good. Is the problem with it? Do you know it what I'm saying? Have like, to go that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Golden Eye theme. Like you know, the Golden Eye theme. The guy's like, oh, we're just gonna use it for pause music, and then the guy who the composer just fucking put his entire, <laughs> you know, he put his whole nutsack in that, and it's good. And you're like, what oh, the fuck? Yeah, Why? It's, like, it's like when Tim Fallon was like, okay, they're making a Pictionary game for the NES. Let me just blow yeah. everyone away. <laughs> yeah. The musicians must have been having fun. I, I refuse to believe the guy singing it stepped into the booth. And didn't like have to do a couple takes before he was able to get one out without laughing when he got through doing cracking cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a that also the other one the one that always like that I think in my I think about it all the time. It's the behind the scenes commercial for Chili's filming the baby back ribs like recording studio session. Yeah, when it's people wild found, like, to me that that's yeah. a commercial. Yeah, like it's the commercial was. Because people don't know this because they removed, they, like, scrubbed it, right, for the internet. But yeah. that commercial used to show up late at night. And it was a commercial for Chili's. And do you understand the meta-narrative of, like, we know that you like this song so much that we don't have to advertise the food. We can advertise us the making of the song, and you motherfuckers are going to come and eat here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's like that, the, is... <laughs> that is the dream with advertising that you make something that achieves such consciousness that you can be self-referential like that. You can be yeah, like, I fucking think about crazy. That song at least three times a month. <laughs> I, I put I'll sing it every now and then as a warm up when I'm like trying to sing. Actually, funny thing, uh, me and Ruben were making music recently and we were recording and I had to warm up and I started. I was warming up with I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, and he was so. <laughs> fucking he could he had to leave the room he had to leave because we could he could not keep still he's like why are you warming up because you hit all the you hit every note you, you have lows and highs man it's perfect my version of that is i've gotten into vaping because i started vaping now they live where legal weed is and i was like i can just vape regular stuff too but it was my thing is whenever you do a vape and it makes you your voice i do like the barbecue sauce when i like exhale it just, just like your voice really clear just when it feels all nice and smooth because man that is that is a fun yeah. thing to get really deep on <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Yeah. This but, uh, you know, to like, Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the concept of barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's wild to me, though? Like, that's this, like, ephemeral nature of the internet, right? Like, and go getting, I'm trying to get back to, like, what I was saying, what I was trying yeah. to talk about the rottenegs.com. These people were fucking abject degenerates online, and then you would meet them up in real life, and they were just the nicest people to you know what i mean just very nice very good people and the opposite was true with techno cult where like you would meet these people they were like college professors they were very intelligent and very smart and they were like very knowledgeable knowledgeable about things and then you'd meet up with them and they'd be like yeah man you know it'd be great if if more kids came here <laughs> and got naked <laughs> with the rest of us and you're like oh uh. come on dog you know what i'm saying like that that horrible that that evil that like was was there 
was not present on on the website anywhere it, and i think about that all the time like the dichotomy of, of that because something changed at some point and i you know i think it was like 2014 when you it was there was a there you you couldn't be separate from how you were online you had there had to be like an emerge like a personality merge it was becoming more acceptable to be the person you were offline online if that makes any sense no i totally agree with that yeah that's like, like that's when like the real world started to become more online as well like that's when like everyone was on facebook that's when like people like there was more bleed over basically it used to be like the internet and mm-hmm. real life were more clearly defined it was almost like two separate mm-hmm. realms and then like mm-hmm. as time went on like it's there's like there's like a stephen king book called the eyes of, i mean called um it's called the talisman and the premise is there's like a fantasy dimension that's like smaller than ours so like if you like a person dies in like fantasy world in the real world it's like an entire building of people or something it's almost like that the internet was like this small separate thing but like it could have disproportionately weird effects on the real world and then it just kind of balanced out and now it's just the real world and the internet kind of coexist and it's like you can kind of cross over between them like in silent hill but they're all kind of like on mm-hmm. the same like the same thing it's well, i know it's i just made up. yeah <laughs> lane iwakura sacrificed herself in order to stop <laughs> from uh, you know implementing protocol seven and completely merging the wired in the real world. <laughs> all glory, all glory to Lane. <laughs> yeah, but so, like the. Oh, Good. Now to say, just a summary and conclusion. It's just like Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> but I think so. There is an interesting thing happening. Like I, I, there was like a, the argument doesn't exist in the way that it used to, but it exists. It existed like around 2020, like late 2020. Like coming out of when COVID restrictions were lifting, um, people were making this weird argument about like online isn't real, guys. You guys have to go outside and touch grass and online is not real. And like that's not true anymore. I don't know a single person that is using that is saying that that isn't like coping with the fact that the online is real. No, it's actually I've heard about just the Internet, but I ain't never seen just the Internet. (laughs) Yeah, like I, but but to, to give a kind of a, a shout out, there was um, a, a like a PhD guy who cited me in his paper. He was doing it. That's sort of like a central, one of his central arguments that he made that was really interesting was he was doing an analysis of like some old something awful threads, right? He wrote masculinity and stuff. And his thing that he one of his things that he pointed out was like in the threads they made fun of. Uh, do you know who Neil Ciceriga is? Yeah, I know Neil. Yeah. Yeah, Boston like, makes me feel good. Exactly. Yeah, he's like a very well-known entertainer. But he was like back in the day, it's like they were like, "Oh, he's just internet famous. That doesn't mean anything." And in the quote, and he comments on, he's like, "The now, no, if people usually don't even distinguish between internet famous and real life famous, and if they do, it's usually internet famous is preferable because the idea is you get to be famous without it crossing over into like your real world. So it's like almost, it's like almost like sort of like an idealized, attainable, like how the internet is like aspirational and almost." <laughs> in a way to a lot of people well you basically can't meet a woman over the age of 28 who if you get to know her long enough isn't gonna like you're not gonna catch her watching potter puppet pals at some point <laughs> that man has fuck, that man had fucking has impact like he's like I, yeah, yeah he's, he's he's great it's really fun what he does now now he's really into making short films and like i listen to a podcast he has with his friends and that's what he does now he's like just every now and then they'll put out like a polished little short film on youtube or whatever and show it at special effects and he he's like married and has kids and has like a complete life and he just still is like creating and stuff like i was at goals like mm-hmm. 
there are so few creators from that era that have like held up and he's a, he's special for me because like we're almost the same age like i remember it's like a 13 year old being like a kid my age made this animutation that's possible and like it's really kind of you know i think it's really important that you have people that you can relate to online like that and that's why like one of the reasons Absolutely. i'm really glad i like am here for fred now and work for him because like the fact that his life is doing so well now and he's like really flourishing makes me happy because it's like yeah i think people need to be able to see that and he's such a great guy it makes me happy i can help him kind of you know be, be that for the world mm -hmm. i i i think my i think like my whole approach um my whole approach to the internet has been that i want to be uh the the person that i play on the internet is better than who i am in real life <laughs> and it's aspirational so i hope that i can get to to be that person you know what i'm saying like no, I, yeah i've, I've I, I agree with that. More... I think I think that that's one of those things. Where it's like once you realize that's what everyone's doing online, and that doing that isn't a. It's that's what presenting yourself online is. But it's like you can use it in a way that is like good and actually like rep like it can be the fiction that speaks the truth or whatever, or it can be mm -hmm. like you said like aspiration. I, I think that's a good realization to have about the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think so. Like with one of the interesting things uh, that I that I like. I think about all the time is because especially like 2014 and I'm I remember like I talked to you about it and I like I think I like commented on it but I my personal belief is that like the My Little Pony stuff really kicked off 2014 like the internet like internet nerd rage changed because it used to be internet nerd rage was something that was real but it wasn't like something that changed anything like like uh, they weren't no one was listening to no one was uncanceling Family Guy. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't a thing that existed back in the day. And then they listened to Nerd Rage, and now we're on season 2000 of, of Family Guy. Do you get what I'm, what I'm getting at? Yeah, like, the, like there, there used, it used to be there wasn't as much... Fans didn't have, like, in... It was like if you wanted to have impact on something, it had to be like a coordinated campaign where you like mailed yeah. stuff in. Whereas now it's like fans act like the creators will actively solicit fans and be like, "So what'd you guys think about that? What would you like?" You know, or it's like, "Ooh, what, what if we did this or whatever?" Like, yeah, the things are very mm -hmm. different with that. Mm -hmm. And it changed. It changed the game. And now there's like, I feel like they have like you make stuff. You you almost make stuff in like a with the they. I feel like especially the the way that like TV shows go now and like TV shows, not just like entertainment in general, the way that entertainment exists is purely reactionary from however the internet is feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? And like it, it's, it used to be that media, that internet was, the internet was downstream of the, like of the media, right? Yeah. Like, and now, you know, it's all, now it's all cross-pollinating. It's, it's the other yeah. way around. Yeah, no, I don't think it's cross. I think it's the other way around. Oh yeah, no, it's that, me, yeah, it's like stagnating. It's it's just yeah. all in the. I think part of it too is because it's because at least it's like since whatever stuff has to be like corporate and safe, they always want like feedback and metrics. And social media engagement is at least a metric, so you can be like, oh, this hashtag did this much better, so we have to do this or whatever. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like when they do that, how that's part of why the internet has become more and more of a, a place where they can like go to basically be told what do you guys want like yeah but it's, it's, it's also like i think it's the funniest fucking thing that we have gone from 
Like, I remember back in the day, you know, with, like, early internet, especially once, like, uploading videos started to become more feasible. It's like, yes, we don't need, we can watch, we can watch anything uncensored. Fuck the FCC. Fucking, yeah. we can do anything now. It's it's a vast open space. All the and episodes the of South Park? <laughs> yeah, and now the majority of, like, content creators on the internet have more fucking restrictions on what they can can't do and say than like a fucking like UHF Christian station <laughs> in the south. Yeah, and you also can't... how like and also how most of it isn't even real. It's all just like it's like Pokemon it's like playground rumors about how to catch Mew where it's like, oh no, you can't say this yeah. word or else you'll lose your engagement or whatever. Like so it's, much of it isn't even of, real. Yeah, there's so much internet especially like TikTok is the worst for it. There's a lot of internet esoterica that exists now like and i call like al- i call it algorithmia right <laughs> <I really laughs> like, like it's like there's like people are just trying because they don't know they don't uh, one thing is i think that no one knows what an algorithm is which drives me insane right <laughs> but the other half of that is that they think that the algorithm the algorithm, the algorithm is an anime girl that i pray to is a thing that i personified as an anime girl that i pray to and yeah. she gives me interesting music yeah, she doesn't. She also doesn't Terrible like when you use certain words. Else. But, but uh, no, like so people will use this like you know this algorithmia, this like this esoteric, you know you can't say suicide, say sewer slide, say delete yourself, say you know what I'm saying. Don't you can't use yeah. kill, the, say the unsubscribe. Seas during World War. Yeah. In this episode, <laughs> yeah. we'll be exam. This episode of World at War, we'll be examining how the noopsies. Yeah. <laughs> Six million X ouchie boo. But then, <laughs> yeah. Could, and also, especially it, like for stuff like that, whenever they do, it's them saying, I care more about being commercially successful than I do about making good content. So it's like, God. it's that. that and oh, the other, Mark, yeah. Marcus, we need to go get like an old, like, 90s History Channel documentary about World War II and just redub it in YouTube safe language. Just all the words. No, we sh- we should redub it from a viewing from like Ben Shapiro. We're like, actually, this is based, right? <laughs> Did you see that? Okay, I don't like talking about this because you, you triggered me. And but, then President <laughs> Lincoln suffered a violent yeah. disagreement in the. <laughs> yeah. Do you see his tweet, like, great American novel list? Was, was like, yeah, and there were sixth like, grade. There were like books you have to read in the sixth grade. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, Whoa, 1984 and Animal Farm? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like it was like Moby Dick, uh, East of the Red something. I'm not familiar with that one. East Scarlet of Eden. Letter, Huckleberry. Fin- yeah, East of Eden, uh, Huckleberry Finn, The Scarlet Letter, and I the can't Scarlet Letter. I'm just gonna say of mice and men because it would The Giver. Yeah. The <laughs> Giver. <laughs> you know, it would it would he would turbo cook his shit if he had to read one Will Self book. It would, oh, yeah. He would fucking shit his pants on fire with cooking I've shit. I've only read one Will Self book, and that's when you just made a video about that. I yeah, yeah. Watch. I just got to the part right at the beginning, like, Shoggy was like... Yeah, yeah that's me. I just realized, the, I, I'm kind of like, like the giver. I'm kind of like, gather around, young people. Let me tell you this fucked up old story. Like and they the experience it, and they're like, JPEG. oh, why aren't things like... <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. Thank you. I... I re- <laughs> So few people remember that the original title for Goatsy was was the was the receiver and the giver. Yeah, like that. Uh, <laughs> See, this is how I know y'all are some real heads. <laughs> I I feel like so late to the game with the internet, but like like Shoggy said, I took to it pretty well, and like I recognize I recognize pretty early on 
In fact, you know what got me into reading like Deleuze and Guattari and all this stuff? Like what put me uh, into Deleuzians? No, I was into that before COVID. I've it been was, walking uh, around. I've been listening to the audiobook. I've been, especially while I'm like at the grocery store and it's psychotic. At Goodwill. <laughs> I'm just like fucking at Goodwill looking at like boots and shoes and dresses, just listening to Anti Oedipus. My life is brilliant. I can tell you the exact, I can tell you exactly what happened that made my life, that like the downfall of my life. All right. It was Ooh. 2016. In 2016, a friend of mine was like, hey, come over and watch this movie with me. And so I went to his house and we watched the movie and the movie was called uh, some Dark World or something like that. Dark City? Dark City. Dark City. That movie Dark fucking City. rules. I love that movie. That movie fucking rules. But I watched Dark City. I saw Dark it when City. I was 18 and it blew my mind. I was like, wow, The Matrix but better? Go on. I was, 20, <laughs> I was 26 years old <laughs> and I watched this movie and I was like, this shit rocks but i watched i watched this movie and i was like entranced with it i was like this is fucking incredible movie and then i started like i went on i went on wikipedia because i'm like i gotta know more about this movie because like i felt like there's a bunch of stuff i just didn't get and in it they like did you know that paul schreiber the doctor the like evil doctor in the in the film is a direct reference to daniel paul schreiber who wrote memoirs of my nervous illness so I, I read Memoirs of My Nervous Illness, which is a great book about, if you don't know the, the story about, behind it, in like the 18th century, it might have been 18th, yeah, like late 18th century, a judge in Germany suffered a deeply psychotic schizophrenic break just late in life, and they threw him in an insane Mom's asylum. Tits. I was good when that part came up in Antiochus, actually. Was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he, he in while he was there, he wrote about like his experiences he was never cured, but he did like eventually snap out of it for a few years. But he wrote about his experiences, and he, in it, he talks a lot about like ha- having organs from his body removed, uh, changing his sexes all the time. Did you know that his experience of having his mother's breast was neither a hallucination nor a delusion, but was in fact a zone of intensity? I'm going to say written across his body without organs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you're you're getting to where. So what happened was I was like, Inscribed, that's this. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was interested in all this, and then I started reading Lacan, and then Lacan got me into Deleuze and Guattari, and that that's when I completely turbo cooked my shit. But I, around like 2018, 2019, I started having this feeling that the internet is just and like it bothers me because not a lot of people talk about it or bring it up at all there's no one really on the forefront of this but the internet is a it's like an organ right it's like a it's like an externalized id it's an externalized i love this please tell me what your your theory on this i have a biological theory about internet too i'd love to share it yeah so theory of it is the spirit realm (laughs) it's gaia theory it's like final fantasy the spirits within there's a bit of a i just think that there's a there's a bit of an like, I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes sense, but like, you you wouldn't consider eyeglasses an organ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they I know. do make it does. But it does help your organs function better, right? So it's not like a it's it's like a biotechnic thing. It's like biotechnology, uh, where it's just like a, a almost a cyborg. You put glasses on, and now you're able to see. Your eyes that didn't function as well now function better. Yeah. That's that's like textbook cyborg stuff but like the internet is different because the internet 
when when you want to know something the internet is there to show you what you want to know and then you can now know it and if you wanted to spend the time there you could really get to know it but the thing is the longer you spend your time in there the more it changes you right and i think about like it's almost like a new sensory organ like yeah because organs are the way that organs work in the human sense right like very few organs are don't have this functionality but the more you use an organ the more that it grows and the more like if you start only if you were to only do push-ups uh one-handed if you could do them but if you only did them one-handed your body would change around that new external stimuli and you would just get one arm bigger along with one shoulder along with one you know uh pectoral muscle one one set of abs if you only did one motion and you did it over and over and over again your body changes to adapt to that right like runners can adapt their bodies to running long distances by you know literally their 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 lungs begin to like change shape inside of their chest to like pull in more oxygen their their uh vascular system grows and it changes but if they were to spec into short sprint running then their body becomes more musculature and they their lungs shrink a little bit to make more room for muscles for for uh I think they're called brachial muscles, the muscles that make you breathe, and they contract tighter. So your body will change to external stimuli, and the internet is fucking external stimuli, and it's brush. The internet is brushing up against this organic material, which is your brain, and it's changing it. Do you get what I'm saying? And like nobody's fucking talking about that at all. Like nobody, there's no. I. We talk about it all the time, actually. Like, lots of people yeah, talk we, about we, it now. It's yeah. amazing yeah. people are hipping Yeah, to now it's a pretty common thing, but yeah, especially you were ahead of the curve, I feel. like yeah. In the pre-technological world, you are still a product of technology that is constantly brushing up against us. You're a product of... We're a product of the, the ideas that our parents received through technological uh, mass media about children, parenting, ideal lives, things that influence their desires and their ideas about the proper way to shape us. We are our memories of the machines we've interacted with, the cribs. The crib is a rocking machine that is connected to a baby machine that is in in turn, you know, operating its little desiring machines. Our desiring machines get all crossed and mixed up as we go along, but I mean, we, we are, we are inherently technological products. Uh, we are we are symbiotic with them, and they're getting something out of it too. And uh, yeah, and I'll, also capitalism is the only force of transcendence. All else is imminence. And uh, fascism, <laughs> fascism strives for transcendence. I'm not sure about that one. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you've got that reading right. I, yeah. I Just think like, I have. No, I, I, I definitely vi- capitalism. I definitely vibe with that, especially because like you know I'm a furry, and I feel like it's kind of a weird version of that where it's like it's like a weird cross where it's like you have like this sort of like ancient prime like primal like like animism like where like I feel like it, throughout human history like we've always like you know projected ourselves upon animals as part of our culture, but also there's like the modern capital version of it where it's like cartoon characters and stuff, and like being a furry is like a weird intersection of that where it's like at least the type like me where you're like super like. Like I like I was a furry basically before I knew what they were and everything. So that's that's like a weird, that's almost kind of like a weird. Just that made me sorry. I was just musing on what you were saying. How I how I vibe with that. I think. Yeah, I I have a, I have quite a controversial take that I've been thinking about and coming to terms with for a while about it. Um, but I I was diagnosed when I was really young, like twenty, like like two thousand five. So I was fifteen years old. 
uh, with catatonic schizophrenia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like regular schizophrenia. Other people have re- regular schizophrenia. They're like paranoid. They have like, I get, I get all the like, yeah, it's different. I, I have catato- like catatonic episodes where I just kind of become a statue and you I'm dissociate. like replaying. Yeah, bad. It's not disassociating. Like a normal person will disassociate and they'll just kind of sit still. Yeah. Um, if you put me in a, it's like rigor mortis. It's like living rigor mortis, right? If you put me in a position, I'll stay in it and I'll be like that for days, right? And like I'll like, yeah, like a catatonia. Know, yeah, a straight catatonic, and I get I get that when I'm really stressed out, um, or just randomly sometimes it just kind of happens out of the blue. Uh, or, and I I still I suffer from some like some minor like uh hallucinations like mostly auditory and like some some very like light visual ones but the weird one is like set like sense like i can sense stuff i can touch stuff that isn't there or i can feel like being touched by something that it's really weird i think that's more on the catatonic like catatonic it's much more of a body response like a neurological response but my controversial take is that i think that i might have cured or steered away from the worst parts of catatosis by being on the internet and exposing (laughs) myself to some awful shit and kind of understanding and being capable of identifying triggers and things like that and and kind of arming myself with the knowledge of what it looks like in other people not just catatonia but schizophrenia in general and like I don't suffer as much as I used to and a lot of it is because I have healthy outlets and a healthy relationship with a force of nature that is schizophrenizing other people so i kind of learned to cope with it earlier than others do you get what i'm saying gosh no i i still get that so like i i feel because if you there's a huge dichotomy between people who are online if you look at it and i i have a genuine belief in this that like the dsm in the next like couple fucking in the next couple years is is going to be fucking completely bizarre like i'm talking about like uh you know uh contagious mental illnesses right mental illnesses that you could catch yeah (laughs) like tell the difference between like the five ai versions of the president going around twitter and the real president (laughs) and people will stop caring like even the people like like you know i'm less so you but by a little more me who are like it matters man it matters to know which one the real president is you're like whatever man knowing knowing they're they're all real president as long as and you're right that they will all be the real president because even people like me will be like i don't know like one of the trumps was saying (laughs) the other day that that, yeah the, the scarier is illegal now and i i don't know I, who knows <laughs> yeah, anymore it, it's like back in the day when people would be like wow the daily show is better than the real news they'd be like why would you watch yeah. the real president you can watch the one with the party hat ai on him and yeah, all yeah, the time that one's yeah. fun <laughs> well the other the the <laughs> scarier one that i'm thinking of like beyond like con- contagious i think this is all awesome by the way just to be clear <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that is ai derealiz- derealization right like Imagine someone creates an AI of you doing something and you can't tell whether or not it was you, right? And you get so many of them that eventually it begins, you begin to narrative, yeah, I did do that. I have this memory. It implants a false memory in you and you remember yourself. And then eventually there'll, become, there'll come a, a time of derealization where you're not sure if you are the person you think you are. Like people think it's, it's far-fetched and, and stuff, but like I, I don't see it as being that far-fetched 
You sure, can avoid this fate, however, listeners, by going <laughs> patreon.com forward slash the homie collective. Give us enough money and you'll unlock the secret uh, scramble suit tier. Yeah, it will allow you to yes. remember well, who you are when you are deep undercover yeah, to and catch a bunch of fucking druggies. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're lucky, exactly one frame every few years, I pop up in there. So keep, yeah, keep yeah. an eye, you might spot me as one of them. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, go, no. join, join right now and we'll add you to the scramble suit data set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, uh, it's, I, I'm, I, since I'm friends with like an AI nerd, I want to like edit that so it's just like the scramble suit. It's just like Fursona cycling through. It's like Fox Bear. <laughs> it's like now no one will know who we are. Yeah. Well, it's going to get weird. I'm very, people have been spending the last few years belly aching like a bunch of babies. Like, where's the fucking side? This isn't the cyberpunk dystopia I signed up for. First of all, implying they signed up for a cyberpunk dystopia in the first place, which, good, good. That means you should stop complaining, though, because you're about a to friend get of mine. it. Yeah, a friend of mine was telling me, well, I'm already there, dude. I'm telling you yeah. right now. A friend of mine just yeah, came we're, to San we're Jose. Yeah, we're already there. We know some people, like, yeah. Yeah. We know we know a couple things. Yeah, I, I mean, I charge I my I charge my yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I charge my phone off of a flashlight. This is like as good as it gets, man. This is the future. <laughs> my yeah. my a friend of mine recently came from uh, Chicago out to San Jose, and we met up and we were talking. And she was telling me she's like, she goes like the Bay is such a weird place, and I was like, well, it's because you were in. She's like San Jose. Is bizarre because like i took her to a different side of it and it was like much nicer and cool she's like yeah where i'm at is terrible and i was like oh yeah you're like in the cyberpunk release like you know day one uh no updates and i'm like you if you like if you wait outside there are people t-posing and like like, through the wall (laughs) yeah i'm like there's people who are t-posing out there people glitch and fall through the the geometry all the time oh yeah i saw on the news people keep despawning around there it's really dangerous (laughs) and i I was like telling her that government's fault people are shitting in the streets they're just glitching (laughs) out man yeah they're glitching out so no no it's like that that one video they edited the the thing and now that the poop ratio is zero so it's just constant turning So I was I was showing her around and like like without fucking fail she like was she we saw a guy like just twitching on the on the street corner and I was like the glitch right do you see what I'm saying like this is normal out here this is what normal the uh we live in the Bay Area is the cyberpunk it's it's already here see a bunch well, you know of what kids I'm saying out on a field trip but they're just adults that are like three feet tall yeah they all have the same face they all have the, they're, they're all just wearing like, they're, different they're, clothes. The weird little Akira kids floating around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cars just come, just flip off the street and fly yeah. off into the stratosphere. Yeah, it shit happens all the time out here, man. Uh, but it is, it is like, I'm just, I like, I'm aware. I think that there is for sure my like what I say about controversial, right? Is that I, I feel like what's controversial is that therapy, therapy. Every time I went to therapy when I was young, younger, and tried to get any kind of mental help. The first thing they would do is like you need to be on these antipsychotics immediately, and then I never did. I did them a few times, and I just didn't like the way that it made me physically feel. And I was like, I could, I feel like I should be able to cope with the symptoms better if I'm not fucking feeling like shit all the time. And then recently, a new study just came out. I'll, I'll see if I can link it in the chat somewhere. I'll find it. But a recent study came out that antipsychotics are extremely bad for you. They cause dementia. They will make you crazier, right? They will, because your brain is not meant to, like, ingest these chemicals over long periods of time. And there is not enough studies being done about this kind of stuff. And, like, 
people are there's a lot of like mental health i i think we are in like a legit mental health crisis in the first world especially in america like it's one of the fucking worst ones we've ever experienced oh tell me about i'm still trying to get my mental health care i'm turning 36 this month like i was expecting you know to be almost middle age before i was finally able to like see a therapist regularly but eh, you know it's america (laughs) yeah no i say something about i mean i don't despite i don't want to get all pro mental health or anything on here but i will say (laughs) that i uh i fucking uh i've been eating more vegetables getting more movement in my life taking my vitamins and my supplements and i will say that a lot of the things i was like god shoggoth maybe you just have some weird horrible life destroying undiagnosed med- maybe i mean i'm not completely cured of my superpowers however i <laughs> have noticed that i am feeling a lot better and doing a lot better and just doing stuff is a lot easier it's like huh Maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be a mental health advocate or, or say go to your like. Wait, I don't. Okay, like, okay. I don't want to advocate for anything except like. Maybe we're a nation that just like a big part of the problem is we're a nation that just like eats like, worse than raccoons. Is that? <laughs> but also we, yeah. we also have a propensity. On our asses all day looking at screens to get dopamine kicks from being dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, and like also because we have to work on the internet. Yeah, and because we have to work like these like long jobs, and it's like afterwards we're like so tired, where it's like God, I can't do anything except just like post. I can't, you know, I gotta re- you gotta recuperate afterward. Like the no, life that you, you live. Do something other than yeah. post. That's just a thing that people have got themselves into. It's like people yeah. been working long. I mean, look, I'm not like getting like pro. Let's all go to the the toil for the man or anything. But like people been working yeah. a long time. Oh Most yeah, people, like you know. People, they, they're tired when they get home. They just they found other things to do. I've been thinking about joining a bowling league. Yeah, my personal. I know, I've kind of been going through like the, the exact version of the thing that you're talking about with like you know if uh, I, I've lost a bunch of weight and I've been having like I've been exercising regularly again too and you know it, it has been helping with a lot of stuff. I mean I'm not cured either, but it does help and I definitely agree with all that about about. Mm-hmm that helping I just, my, my own thing is like my own thing is like, is like I don't think there's any one correct way to sort of treat this like people are different so like stuff that works for one person isn't going to work for the yeah. other and like the but like we want to have just like one cure that will work for anyone and it's usually one that will make people money just because you know it's how capitalism works and commercialism and you know well that's why I don't I, to, you know, yeah yeah my, my like a goat definitely helps <laughs> my well what I was getting at right is that yeah. like for me the mental health model of like curing of like uh, take this pill and it'll cure you or do these make take these steps and you'll be cured yeah is not a good it's not conducive to like being cured instead yeah. the approach that i took that i helped myself kind of and i still struggle with it to this day but what i help what helps me is like the spotter method right treating mental illness treating like sat treating the, the the malaise of just growing up under capitalism and shit treating that like a workout right because the thing about like when you're working out and you're lifting if you're lifting by yourself and you realize you can't fucking get the bar o- <laughs> over your neck you're gonna die you know what i'm saying like you're there there's no one around to spot you you're going to die and the thing is is that you have to struggle against that weight you have to struggle against it but if you have a spotter, you have people around you saying, "Hey, I need a break. Hey, I need some. I'm, I'm doing. I'm trying to deal with this stuff. I just need you to be around to help me deal with it." You will get stronger. 
you will be able to lift that weight with ease. Do you get what I'm saying? You will be able to. to no, I, to I vibe with that so much. Yeah, like that's my one of my my big breakthrough ultimately is learning that you don't have to do everything optimally. You don't have to do it like right or perfect. It's okay to do it suboptimally as long as like you're having fun and you're making progress. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons why I had struggle trouble exercising is because whenever I looked up online, it was always very focused on like exercise I didn't find very fun, and I, like I, and also because so in order for me to get in shape, I did stuff like pick up trash outside or like go on walks or things like that because being outside mm-hmm. was more fun for me than being in a gym, even if it wasn't. And now that I'm in better shape and my baseline is up, now it's like okay, now I can fuck around with the gym because I'm not exhausted and miserable the whole time. But exactly. I had to kind of get into the mindset exactly. of just like no, I have to do this for me. I I can't just do it because I think it'll make my spreadsheet better or whatever. And that helps mm-hmm. so much. Also, that drive for optimization is the same kind of like it's applied culturally. And like a lot of God, yeah. I know uh, is kind so, of like, but it's like yeah. that's how you get like lists of great American novels that don't have Blood Meridian or anything <laughs> actually interesting on them. Any good, because yeah, any. This, that's how you get the fucking Greek statue model guys, I think. Is this like, well, there is. It's, it's, it's like some sick Platonism where there's like, there is this ideal form and anything that deviates from it, it's all this strive to become a one-to-one representation of an idealized form that, that's immaterial and doesn't exist. I get, I see that there is a possible value to having a unattainable ideal towards striving towards but then they because of various socioeconomic whatever have you factors the woke left capitalism colonialism you know (laughs) take your pick these things have come to get pushed outside of a well it's also like I don't know I'm now I'm just spitballing it's like I mean these motherfuckers want to make self-help gurus into totalizing solutions and it kind of ignores the self part of self-help but just like yeah that the, the, there is a a uniform and it's it's fascism but just i think that's a lot of the core is this belief in a single form that that we are any deviation from is the problem yeah instead and, of, and that makes everything so fucking boring because it's anything interesting as well and it's so funny that you mentioned the marble bust because the thing about all these old statues is that they weren't plain white they were painted and we know this we can even like <laughs> use microscopes to find the paint but marble bus people don't like that because it being like though that's like an aesthetic choice it's better. no no color no yeah like i get that's why because it's not our aesthetic it, it looks very tacky and garish to us because to them it was just like oh these are colors we used to not be able to do check out these new colors but but yeah, yeah but that idea, like yeah, it's not about what actual history was. It's about well, again, having this sterile ideal. If they had guys ideal. that could sculpt that good, they probably had guys that could paint them to look real good, too. Well, no, people people forget <laughs> fundamentally that Romans are Italians and that the Greeks <laughs> stayed Greek. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. very – I love – listen, I love my Greek and Italian homies. Very tacky people. You motherfuckers just Greek be painting all kinds of crazy shit. And our Greek <laughs> lady ho- – our Italian lady homies. <laughs> <laughs> But do you know what I'm saying? Like the garish, very garish style choices you make here in America makes sense. Oh, yeah. You have a lineage of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but if you, you want know, to I get into like styles. Italian, like Italians, you know, European style. I've been I've been kind of on a dress shoe journey because of thrifting. I managed to get some fucking Allen Edmonds for six bucks the other day, and I like I oh. like American style dress shoes. I do Italian style, all that pointy. <laughs> fucking, fucking! You know, I like the more rounded, honest 
working kind of American shoe. I'm just gonna say the good. Just yeah, because I'm, I'm half Italian. I'm half Italian, but I'm, like, big. So, I like, remember, Italian stuff is always, like, very small, svelte guys. I'm, like, I'm, like, two of you. I need, like, two pairs of pants, one for each <laughs> leg with you guys. Like, uh, I'm just leaning into the fact that Ruben keeps calling me culturally Italian. Right? He's like, You're, and it's, it's 1,000% true. Like, I just Hell, yeah. I am 100% in favor. I, I will give you a Mamma Mia pass if you want. <laughs> Thank you. The marinara pass. Hell, yeah. <laughs> the, the marron pass. Marron. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it's he's he's right because you know what it is. I'm I'm like Mexican removed from like I didn't have like a real connection with like growing up Mexican until way late in life, right? Because like my mom is a hippie, my dad is like essentially he's Mexican, but he considers himself black. So like I don't even know how to fucking open up that can of worms. But my grandma and grandpa, my grandma was a, a weeb, and my grandma was a white lady. Is it well what she wanted to be a white lady? So like I grew up just confused like a motherfucker, and it wasn't until way late in the game that I realized I was Mexican. So I don't really have a lot of the like similar Mexican growing up points that a lot of other people do. And when I hang out with Ruben, he's always fucking harping me on it. He's being like, "Yo, dog, you don't know what this is like," and blah blah. And you know Sabo, you don't speak Spanish, dude. And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, man." He's like, "You're fucking Italian, bro." He's like, "You always cook pasta <laughs> I mean, and shit." Who is <laughs> Who's the number one guy? Who yeah, I, see a meme, I see a Sopranos meme. I just like Marcos. Yeah, yeah. I, said it. I gotta see that is you one very funny thing about living in New Jersey is how much Soprano stuff there is everywhere. I love that. You know, I am just like Tony Soprano for real. But when he's for crying real. in there, when he's crying in therapy about his mom, that's exactly me. I'm doing that shit. When he's killing guys on a boat, I don't. I can't do that. But I can cry in therapy all day about my mom if you wanted me to. Right, like rewatch Sopranos just so I can yeah. enjoy it without thinking yeah. about you every fucking time. Like this explains so much. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the most I've ever related to Tony Soprano is when he gets really pissed off in the therapy, he storms out, and then turns on and comes back in. Like yeah, that's just me. Like, like I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, my bad. I'm mad. I got yeah. mad about that. My bad. I, I, I see. I see. Yeah. I relate yeah. most to is when he has sleeps with all those beautiful women. Yeah, <laughs> when when women find him just. Just fucking irresistible for no reason. <laughs> uh, no reason. I mean, look at him. Look at his fucking frame. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, um, I gotta say, it has done so much for my self-esteem to see all these people being like, "Oh yeah, Tony Soprano's hot. Oh yeah, Jack Black is hot." It's like, where were you people when I was a teenager? I could have used that yo, confidence. For real, for real, for real. That's well, they so were really real. feeling it when they were teenagers, probably. Yeah, yeah. That is true. That is a yeah. part- complex socioeconomic factor. It is true, and also it's like as you age, like you tend to be attracted to people roughly the same age you are. So of course you probably didn't think these like hot middle-aged guys were hot when you were like a teenager, like as you were mm-hmm. into men. Like you know, I mean, I mean, of course we, you know, I, like, I, you know, you like, like, it, it's cool. Yeah. I'm just happy people are being appreciated eventually. Like, it's it's a good time to be guys that look like us. True. It's a, all, you know you know you know what in general it's just a great time to love big women and big men. It's a beautiful time. We yeah, we, we get age. mannequins at the store now. It's like we're real exactly. people now. Rules. This shit rocks, honestly. I yeah, finally. It's like, now I this mean, is a mannequin I can get I can get erect to. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> All right. I just want to bitch about how bad things are. But they don't understand that back in the day, you had to live in a world where, like, every move, like, serious dramas had to have a homophobic joke every five lines. Looking, <laughs> <Yeah>. Schindler's <laughs> List has, like, a whole scene of just, like, 
making gay jokes and trans panic. I don't think that. I don't. I don't. Think that's, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like if you ever, I if you ever watched the JFK that movie recently, how the whole plot is basically like the evil yeah. gays, all this stuff, like the homophobe, the evil homosexuals chase themselves around. But like, you just have to look at George W. Bush be president and know it was real and not an AI, and that sucked. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, has never that, seen JFK and doesn't know about uh, fucking the scene with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and I can't remember his name, but it's gonna drive Joe Pesci kissing in in powdered wigs. Yes, <laughs> you told me about this. And yeah, like, Chuck, no, that's that's yeah. not in a movie called JFK. It is in a movie <laughs> called JFK. This is like the time that I told just fellas kissing. That's what it stands for. Arthur is in the New Testament. <laughs> I would believe it though. If, you know what I mean? Like I would believe that. That makes sense, right? If you said Mickey a... Mouse and, and and Mickey Mouse and King Arthur were in the New Testament, I would believe you one hundred percent. I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. If they or the Church of Mormon, like the, you know, the Latter Day Saints. The yeah, they, 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 they posthumously converted him. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I, it's been a long time. I think we've they like an, we're past an hour. Them. This is what the, they should do for a PR thing. Now that they should, they should baptize Steamboat Willie now that uh, he... <laughs> yeah, every religion can have their the own Pope, Steamboat yeah, Willie. The Pope, I just would love to see the Pope fucking canonize Steamboat Willie. Would be fucking Did you know nuts. that Steamboat Willie went clear? It's true. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's been over an hour. Jay, you've been a great guest always. Oh, thanks. I always um, have fun. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, of course. You open invite always. Uh, if you want to plug your pod and anything else you got going sure, on. Sure, yeah. Um, my, my big show is called I'm From the Internet. Our second season is coming out soon. Oh, um, We're recording right now. We have a couple in the can that are just waiting to be edited. Uh, the one that, that you referred to earlier is about um, I'm doing. It was, about, it was about Pony Goons, which is a community that formed around the show My Little Pony. And uh, it's it, it goes some interesting places, but also it's, it's sort of interesting perspective because, like like I mentioned earlier, like I'm a furry, and like so I was like adjacent to all this stuff as it was happening, so I had like it's, it's just an interesting take on, but the, sh- the show in general is, it's about the website somethingawful.com, which was like a big forum in the 2000s that's still around so I can go into the archives and dig up like the like all this weird stuff I know from reading it like every day for you know, most of my adult life and like tell that to pre- present it to people in a way that they can understand and also do commentary on it. And there's a standard comedian who's there, my co-host, Winslow Dumain. He's the guy who discovered the rat hole in Chicago if you've been aware of that fiasco at all. So that, yeah. was, a, that was a weird thing to to be adjacent to just <laughs> poor guy like I, you know he handled it so well but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah you know. but yeah it's very fun it's we have some fun guests lined up and yeah it's like it's very fun like we're not a very big podcast but like all, half of our listeners run like really cool or interesting successful shows so it's like i'm i'm really happy and it's like that it makes me feel really good that people dig what i'm doing so thanks for having me on here again I, I you are the it. you are the favorite you're like your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast you know it's Hell yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to clip that fucking like trailer or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, yeah. um, I I'm gonna read out the names of the homies uh, who support us. Uh, Shogs had to pop out; he might pop back in. Um, I see. Yeah. Sh- shouts out to Fuzzy Nalgas, Grief, Hamwich, Jade, Justin Bennington, Kevin Villasane, Kiefer, Malik Nunez, Roboy, Schmoo, Andrew Morgado, Benny. Brody, Chris Wade, Daniel Freed, Fescatch, Fred Sharman, Gabriel, He Devil in France, JJJ, Jonathan Weber, Josh G, 
Christopher Lynch, Luke Simisek, Patrick Goldman, Reese, Richard Koknar, Rianne, Sarah Zadig, Slithers, Spenny, Steven Savignano, Terrence Hudson, The Empty Set, and that is it. Thanks all the homies. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of you guys' uh, just support. This is really, you guys are really bringing this thing Thank together, you. making this happen. Hell yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> oh, that was really fun. Oh, you get... No, I was like hearing, yeah, like hearing you guys talk. It was, you know, thank you. And, and oh, that was great. I haven't guessed it in a while. It's good to be getting back in the swing of things after, you know, kind of having to put on hold for life stuff.